Brought to you by Dubois Productions. Hello and welcome back to NO and JB Sports Pedigree. We are back to provide insight on a wide variety of sports topics from NBA hoops to Major League Baseball, NFL football to professional soccer, and everywhere in between. Our goal is to shed some light on some topics that maybe you haven't thought about or discussed in a while, and we're going to have a whole lot of fun while we do it. We certainly hope you have fun right along with us. So let's not waste any more time. I'm JB. And I'm ready to exude excellence on this podcast today. What's up, man? Always, bro. What's going on? How are you? Man, doing excellent today. In on JB Sports Pedigree's greatest. That's that's me, man. In on JB Sports Pedigree's greatest. How you doing? I'm doing good myself. Uh, Just, you know, it's been busy. We always busy. but uh, I mean, but we got to make time to talk about some of these subject matters that Absolutely. are going on. I mean, it's summer now, but, I mean, that's plenty to talk about in the sports world with baseball, with NBA drama going Cra- down, crazy with trades and drafts. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Free agency is <laughs> crazy. But then again, you know, we got to have our original subject matters. And uh, yes, let's sir. kick it off, man, with the week ahead where JB and I go back and forth talking about upcoming events this week and yep. um things that we're excited about man yep i'd be willing to bet we might have a couple of the same i'll, I'll kick it off if you don't mind right. um something that uh, i've kind of been half-heartedly paying attention to is the uh the Concacaf gold cup is going on currently um okay usa didn't have the greatest start and you know it's a lot of uh, younger guys getting opportunities to play well this upcoming weekend uh, we will have the quarterfinals, and we're going to go ahead and assume that the U.S. is going to be in that. They just won six to nothing, um, and we're not sure who they're going to be playing yet. But that will be on Saturday or Sunday. And as we get closer, more than likely, uh, to the semis and the finals, you're looking at potential matchups of Canada and Mexico, which could be a bit more exciting. So that'll be coming yeah, up soon. Definitely a possibility for, like you said some matches that are worth watching you know even if they're the middle tier players we still check that out man listen i'm gonna change it up a little bit Mm. this week ahead i'm interested to learn more about the partnership between live golf and the pga tour who it's interesting to me man after after essentially beefing for what a year and a half long time joined forces thus forcing players on both sides of the equation to set aside their differences or does it like have they really set aside <laughs> their differences? And that's what yeah, I'm excited exactly. to explore, man. I'm going to learn more about it. So I've, I've decided that I'm going to, you know, put that in the forefront and learn more about that this week. A little bit of drama. Yeah, added drama on the golf course. All right, well, coming up here again towards the end of the week, kicking off, uh, you got some NBA Summer Leagues. And, uh, you know, years past, this hasn't necessarily been something I've focused on, but I think... Um, now that we're in the, the heat of it with all the different trades and uh i mean shoot we could go down a rabbit hole with everything that's happened in the past week in the nba um transaction wire the summer leagues yeah. are a great opportunity to see a lot of these new faces and kind of get an get an idea of what uh, what these young guys are going to bring to the table you know and it's typically it's pretty intense because you got guys that are out here trying to make squads um so looking forward to see seeing some of the new faces it's cool summer basketball i mean we see dudes go off in the summer league and then never play a game during a regular season but it's mm. for for summer basketball it'll give you something to look forward to excitement something wise to watch yep. yeah um number two for me huge series between the reds and brewers i mean at oh, the 81 game point of the season both teams set identically at 43 and 38. I think both of them right now, as I speak, are 44 and 39. Which team is going to put their foot down? Spring ahead early in the second half of the MLB season. I'm excited to see the possibility of the Reds jumping ahead and, and really taking off, getting a, maybe a five or six game lead in the division. What's it going to take? You're going to have to win this series right before the All-Star break, but also the one directly after. Six straight games against the Brewers. Got to yeah, win four crazy, of those. Got to. Got to win at least four. Two out of three in both series is, is the goal. Anything less disappointing, and, and you're probably going to be playing from behind deep mm-hmm. into you know July and August. So 
We'll see how it goes. I'm excited for that series, man. Never Me haven't too, been man. this excited about a July Red series in how many years, man? Oh man, a decade. I mean, it's been at least <laughs> ten years. At least ten. Right. I, and you know. For me, I, I I also notated that series, of course. Uh, six straight games is, is pretty crazy. And, you know, the last time we played these guys, we had an opportunity then to cut into a deficit against them, but we didn't have Ellie De La Cruz at the time. So That's right. That's right. Happy to see that. And I really don't think that this Reds team can afford to get into a hole. So, uh, yeah, I got to put the foot down. Uh, Definitely. We get some Can't afford a couple to get other to a series, hole. <clears throat> that I notated because I figured you would have that one. Um, got the two best record-wise teams in baseball matching up, the Atlanta Braves at the Rays. I like it. Should be a good one there. And also a West Coast West Coast battle, Angels at the Dodgers. So if you like to see uh, some fireworks, <clears throat> some high-priced teams in that instance, uh, see what Otani does against the Crosstown Rivals couple of other ones to check out all this upcoming weekend raising brave that should be a good one uh, brave super hot Braves falling off a little bit Crazy. but only a little bit only a little bit and like you said jb you know we think alike my last one was the gold cup moving ahead to the quarterfinals mm. obviously the usa mexico and canada they should all be in a mix but up and comers like jamaica guatemala panama hungry to be mentioned in the top tier with the you know the likes of the teams who made the 2022 world cup so obviously with the top players not playing this it you know it doesn't really mean a whole lot in the grand scheme of things but for from the confidence standpoint for these other nations it, it'll mean a lot to them if they're to get an for upset sure. again you know a jamaica or guatemala beating the usa well they they gonna live they're not gonna live that one down might be partying in the streets Man. down there Man, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Jamaica was pretty happy getting the tie against us, um, granted, again. And they were definitely playing their A squad. Because they were. They just picked up a dude from who actually switched allegiances from England, uh, Dor uh, Darren Gray. Um, he's a really good player. And so they, they played well against the U.S. Now, I got one more, and uh, I wanted to ask you about it. You know, yeah. What are you most looking forward to or who are you looking forward to seeing in uh, Wimbledon? Come on now. You already know. <laughs> Francis Tiafo. We'll talk about it a little bit more during this yeah. podcast okay. later down the road. But my okay. man Francis, um, he's been teetering on top 10 in the world. Novak Djokovic is the truth. He's uh, no joke. I mean, if you think about <laughs> Novak Djokovic, think about no joke. I mean, that's what he is. Yeah. He's no joke. No joke. He's a, he's a monster right now. And he's also playing with a chip on his shoulder not having played in tournaments the last few years because he's not vaccinated so mm -hmm. that right there can drive a grown man insane and make him want to dominate um but, but my man francis i think he has a good spot in the draw uh, on the grass surface you know that's what makes mm -hmm. wimbledon so much different you go from the clay surface of the french open to the grass surfaces you know it makes the game a little bit different a lot of players they are not able to play well on it and francis he's had some success um over there in in england during the wimbledon tourney the last few years so i'm excited to see him go pretty far and and hopefully he can get his first grand slam you got two left this year in terms of grand slam majors wimbledon and the u.s open i need francis to go ahead and get it done you know 24 years old if i'm not mistaken not a whole lot of pressure on him but the older he gets being in the top 10 as a united states kind of playing with house money still in my opinion but mm. the pressure will start will start rising being that he's american and we haven't had a male player with overall success in at like two decades so we'll see how it goes that's that's what it's about for me francis a long time long time coming that'd be nice uh, you know, you mean you're you're not excited to watch the Nathan's hot dog contest on on Tuesday? <laughs> no, what's what's my man's? Is Kobe, uh, Kobayashi so still winning that? Yeah, I don't know, man. Him and uh, Joey Chestnut, right? Oh, Joey Chestnut. Yeah, I forgot man, about it's Chestnut. So it's so gross. I can't even watch it. Chestnut, even... Chestnut's a monster. Yeah, crazy. Them hot dogs in his mouth like chestnuts. It's crazy. Definitely got a lot to look forward to this weekend. Obviously, baseball mm. season continuing. So um, we're excited about it, man. We also excited to yeah. go back to a segment of the podcast, y'all, that, you know, sometimes 
brings controversy, but oh, we don't, we're, we're not bothered by that at all because, you know, one thing about our podcast is that we're not compromised. We don't have to answer to anybody. Plus, we're pretty knowledgeable dudes on the subject matters at hand, and we're going to speak straight from the heart and have evidence to back it up. A rule that would change everything, y'all. Rule that would change everything. Where JB mm. and I, we yes, sir. We cre basically create a new rule. And how we envision that rule really um, changing the sport. And uh, at its highest level, all the all, all the areas in which we think it would it would differentiate the sport. And uh, I'm going to start it off, JB. Okay. And, and this rule that I'm going to discuss recently got changed by the NFL. And quite honestly, I just want to change back immediately. Or at least more <laughs> clarification with the rule, JP. The rule change is that, and this is the NFL rule, launch, right? The the, the good old launch rule, the personal foul, oh, fifteen yep. yard penalty when you when you launch at somebody, whatever that means, right? It's now to articulate it properly. If a player leaves one or both feet to make a tackle, that's considered a launch. Now, this was supposedly done to give more protection to a player who's in defenseless posture as as it says in the nfl book playbooks excuse me rule book jb we've been given some clarity as to what a defenseless posture means but what makes it inconsistent is that it doesn't protect the defense defensive player mm. running backs and it receivers never has. never has running backs and receivers regularly lower their helmets at the time excuse me lower their helmets all the time bracing for impact furthermore we see offensive players leave their feet helmets lowered on a regular basis trying to get those extra yards or you think of a situation where they're trying to cross the pylon in the end zone leaving their feet with their head down where's the penalty that being said jb all i'm looking for is consistency especially having played safety for so many years qualified to talk about this amend the rule to protect players on both sides of the ball not just the offensive player tell the offensive guys you can't leave your feet either put your head down because the defensive players can't do it that's all i'm asking for that's it mm. they need to be protected as well they should be fairness i agree all right we're gonna flip it over to the other football something i've actually uh, at least briefly discussed on the show or brought up or asked about and um, talking about in the game of soccer uh, in tournaments how we do overtime is what we say that so okay. typically um, when games of soccer end during like a regular season match if they're tied the game's just over it's a tie however if it's in a tournament like the World Cup or you know different Gold Cup even um, and it's in a knockout round, they will play 30 minutes of extra time, 15 minutes and then a half and then 15 minutes. Then if it's still tied, then we go to penalties. Well, 90 minutes is already a long time to play a game, right? And dudes are drained. Uh, so d the decision to play an extra half hour, it's, it's quite a bit. And a lot of times what happens is the teams are only playing for penalties anyway. So you see a whole lot of non-exciting, kind of just kicking the ball around, playing it safe type of game. You start to see players cramping, getting injured. And so oftentimes if there is a goal scored, it's off of like a really terrible, you know, a brain fart, a stupid mistake, which I get it, that happens and you gotta stay focused. But at the end of the day, if we're talking about quality and we wanna see a good game, it's not really pleasing to the eye. We'll just say that. So a lot of times um, it's disappointing even if, if somebody scores because the penalties are so exciting and so much drama is there. So at the end of the day, I think it would serve the game best and I think please fans the most uh, to just get rid of that 30 minutes of extra time and go straight to penalties. Everybody loves a good penalty shootout, whole lot of drama, and we don't see a bunch of lazy um, soccer played or extra injuries that are unnecessary. That's just my thoughts on it. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, rarely are goals scored in that period, and um, you 
it's a lot of soccer it's a lot of extra soccer after already playing mm-hmm. that that 90 minutes plus stoppage time yeah i could i could see why this would be beneficial to the longevity of the players and the mm-hmm. safety of the players man i like it i like it man that's good yes, stuff sir. jb all right what do you got for your personal segment you know well I really just want to speak a bit about the difference between talent and skill. Talent and skill. Okay. Okay. You know, I've been I've been blessed to have played sports with some of the most talented athletes out there. Quite honestly, far more talented than myself. You know, the guys that were anointed with excellent gifts. Mm. Quite mind blowing. You know, but the ones that made it, and when I say made it, I mean the ones that maximize their talent to its highest level you know highest level possible which is you know different for every athlete a couple made it pro some make it to a high level of arena football some just play semi-pro ball right the ones that made it to the highest level in themselves they accepted coaching and the structured framework that goes along with coaching jb they got them around like-minded people they really work to minimize distractions and, and nobody can ultimately minimize all distractions. Distractions are going to come. They're meant to come. You're meant to be tempted. Right. But you have to be able to discern opportunities versus temptations. And and that's a tough thing to do. Nobody's perfect at it, mm. but it, it, it really is a tough thing to do. They, you know, these people knew that they were at point A and they wanted to get to point B and they allowed themselves to be coached to turn that talent into skill. Point A is the mm-hmm. talent. Point B is, okay, now now it's a skill. You know, I think about good coaching and good coaching itself, it comes from a place of more knowledge than so-called supreme knowledge, if you will. Like this person has has some knowledge that that you need or, and don't have. There's no other way to become skilled than to be coached, right? Like there's no other way to become skilled. The talent is natural. There's no other way to become skilled than to accept coaching. Talent won't ever get you to the finish line, and I think it's important for people to understand that. Um, and then that's really where I want to end it. Um, you can be talented. Have all the, have all the natural anointments in the world, but there it, it needs to be cultivated properly through coaching to turn into skill. Yep, and then and then you can pay it forward. Well then you can pay it forward when you have it, and that and that's what a, you know that's that's what a real a really, a well-rounded individual does. You know they pay it forward. They they do it themselves. They understand that somebody helped them with with that craft, and, and they want to make somebody else great who is in their realm of this of of discretion somebody who Mm -hmm. wants to go down that same path they can make them great as well so yeah talent versus skill talent and skill and yeah i mean i think the best of the best are that way because they realize that you have to like even the people at the very top of their game they're submitted to somebody else that's right like you have that's right you have to humble yourself enough to always be learning like i don't know the specific quotes or where i heard it but yeah always be willing to learn that's inspirational and this week um i do have a uh bringing back an inspiration on the sports topic subject i every so often uh, i'll come across things that i wasn't aware of and uh, i came across this this week and just a disclaimer for this um it is related to sports, but it's a bit, you know, it's somewhat of a touchy subject and maybe hard or difficult for some people to hear, but I think it's certainly worth sharing. Um, so I came across a story about former Major League Baseball player Adam LaRoche. Okay. You remember him? You know? Of course. Yeah. I remember yeah. the name. I uh, I wasn't the biggest fan, I'll tell you that, because he, he played pretty well against the Reds. I mean, he was with the Braves for a while. I think the Pirates, well... Post-career, Adam LaRoche, um, it sounds to me, is just one excellent human being. 
and has done a lot to fight against um, human trafficking and uh, child trafficking. And so just want to share a little bit about his story uh, because it certainly inspired me. Um, so 2014, uh, Blaine Boyer, who's another former professional player, introduced LaRoche to a uh, former youth pastor who had a nonprofit fighting human trafficking in Thailand. And it really, you know, it touched him, obviously. It, he, he had his life story shared. And as Adam LaRoche being a Christian and a father, um, he just couldn't shake it. Um, and it really got to him and he wanted to do something. So right after the 2014 season ended, while he was still playing baseball um, professionally, he and Boyer flew to Thailand, met up with the nonprofit and the law enforcement, and posing as customers, they visited about a dozen different brothels. Uh, because in places like that, they talked about how Americans have a lot easier access to places that most locals don't because they see dollar signs when they see Americans. So... Um, their role was to prove that the girls, some who were very young, were not acting on their own. They would hand over evidence to law enforcement. Law enforcement would develop a case, rescue them, and try to lock up the traffickers. But it's very defeating because, you know, you get a brothel closed down and another one opens up right down the street like it's never yeah. ending. yep. And it's just really sad. You know, a lot of people don't realize human trafficking is the fastest growing legal business. And this this article that I read, it's, uh, I don't know where I've dated it, but it's a few years old. It's a $32 billion a year, according to Forbes magazine um, business. And you have what <clears throat> a lot of drug dealers leaving drug the drug industry to go to the human trafficking and exploitation industry because drugs run out. They're consumable. And humans, you can sell over and over again. So very just disturbing of course but um LaRoche again kind of made it his um point to create a nonprofit. um you know and something he talked about he said Jesus didn't tell his disciples to go into the world unless it's dangerous you know I really found that to be inspiring he he called people he called us all to help others you know to be a voice for the voiceless and he said the one way to truly grow our faith is to put ourselves in situations where we have to rely on it. Um, so after retirement, he, you know, him and his family created a nonprofit called E3. Um, not only do they focus on trafficking, which is actually a bigger deal in the United States than most of us realize, but also serving American veterans. Um, like they have a retreat camp where they're, they'll bring wounded veterans out, um, folks that are, you know, in post-traumatic stress disorders or depression and they'll, they'll you know take them out for some fun um, you know some people even uh, find their way to Jesus through that so um, you know they got a ministry going and uh, you know he said he admitted early on he thought human trafficking was like just in the third world but realized as he got back home after that first trip that it's quite prevalent in the United States too um, and it's not the snatch and grab it's uh, you know vulnerable people who are sad or in the foster system or have a bad home life and they you know get these good young college age good looking dudes that think are going to rescue them and that's how it gets started so uh pretty cool story that i found and wanted to share because you know at the end of the day um we may not be able to do the same as adam LaRoche and create a non-profit or go save people from uh, you know, the trafficking world, but there's something that we can do at the every day, you know, whether it's be kind, simply being kind to each other or other people, um, you know, and as you mentioned in your personal segment, paying it forward, you know, it's a big part of, I think, what we can all do a little bit better of. You said LaRoche's comment was to put ourselves in situations where we have to rely on faith yeah and that's the works part of faith that's the yeah. part that gets left out a lot when you think about oh we got to have faith and you hear you know pastors or anybody just talking about having faith mm -hmm. you know, faith plus works don't leave yeah. out the plus works exactly. plus works is pr <laughs> plus works is taking yourself out of you know your comfort zone that's what plus works Absolutely. means and boy do i struggle with that sometimes we all do Oh, That's yeah. the plus works part, man. Adam LaRoche, man. Do your thing, bro. Do your thing. 
Yeah. Sorry, a little little bit longer segment there today. I didn't realize now I'm looking, but I thought it was a good one to share. So all righty. What we got next, you know? Step back into it. <laughs> yeah. Step back into a segment that is one of my favorites, quite honestly. Kind of mm. in the same realm as Aio. You know, and mm-hmm. that team was yeah. stacked, but it's called it Forgotten is. Upsets. You know, kind of in that realm of segment, Forgotten Upsets, y'all. Um, a, a team, a game. You know, where there was there was literally no chance of a team winning, right? like a little chance, or <laughs> None. it just None. wasn't talked about that this team had a chance to achieve something excellent, and they did. They defied the odds. They messed up people's Las Vegas bets. Sorry, oh, Lordy, <laughs> y'all lost money, you know, and this one, you know, I must kick it off JB and I don't think mine is, okay. is, is such a huge forgotten upset as it is where the upset was the coming out party for somebody's excellence, man, straight up mm. to me. This game was the first time that we saw the greatness on a true national stage of Steph Curry. Wow. Yeah. 2008 okay. season college basketball davidson got into the big dance with a 10 seat and for a small conference squad a 10 seat is like okay they were really good they weren't like a 14 or 15 mm-hmm. based off against gonzaga though now if you remember back in the late 2000s gonzaga was still that <laughs> that darling cinderella that everybody wanted to see make a tourney run but now steph curry you know <laughs> davidson get straight to it they took down seven seeded gonzaga in a tough hard-fought game if you Y'all can find this game on YouTube if you can't remember it. But I watched it live. I didn't have to go back and see it, y'all. I remember it like it was yesterday. Steph dropped a 4-0 spot. 30 of the 40 points came in the second half for the scrawny. I think he was like 6-2 back then. A buck 60 soaking wet guard. <laughs> yep. um, a special Nothing performance, on. man. Shot 80% from downtown in this game, JB. 8 for 10. Also had 5 steals. And l- l- y'all need to hear this. I believe Steph Curry has always been an underrated defender. That's just me. I may, I'm a little biased, but I've always felt like he was an underrated defender, much better than he gives than he's given credit for. Back to the game, though. Davidson ended up with a few more upsets, leading to an Elite Eight run. Davidson, Elite Eight. I can't remember the last time my boiler made. Anyways, 2019. <laughs> oh, so I, I 2019 against Virginia. So I had a few games to actually choose from in like it was there were more upsets from this segment today. But that mm-hmm. first round game was that was the okay, wow, Steph Curry. That dude gets it done at a high level. 40 points from that little dude. 2008 Davidson Wildcats win over the Gonzaga Gonzaga Bulldogs. Forgotten the upset of the day. Big time right there, Chef Curry in the making. We're gonna go a little bit further back for mine. But we're also going to stay in college sports. We're going to 07 okay. on the college football field. When we had the USC Trojans get upset by 41-point underdog Stanford Cardinal. You remember who the coach of that Stanford Cardinal team was, you know? Oh, man. Is that James Harbaugh? It was James Jim Harbaugh. There it is. At the time, this was the biggest spread upset ever. So let me wow. let me set the stage. Yeah, let me set the stage a bit. At the time, USC had won 35 straight home games, featured a defense with Brian Cushing, Ray Maluga, Keith Rivers, Clay Matthews, and Taylor Mays. Offense was led by notably uh, Chauncey Washington, running back, tight end Fred Davis, among others. The previous season, Stanford was 1-11, including a 42 to nothing loss to USC. <laughs> On top of that, Stanford's starting quarterback, Ostrander, was out. And their backup that started the game, Pritchard, had three career pass attempts That's prior crazy. to this game. That is insane. <laughs> insane. So... Surprisingly, USC was only up nine to nothing at the half due to just some scrappy D. Um, you know, some kind of one of these games where you know I think they kind of mailed it in a bit. But they realized quickly coming out in the third quarter when Austin Yancey picked off your boy John David Booty and took it to the house that they were in for a real game, right? 
Then early in the fourth, Anthony Kimball ran it in to cut it to 16-14. USC scored again, and then they traded field goals. Coming down the wire, Stanford had the ball fourth and goal from the 10 with 48 seconds and got it done. Going up 24-23, to and on that final drive, That's the backup great. quarterback, Pritchard, completed a fourth and 20 Oh boy. On USC 29 to none other than Richard Sherman. What? See, he came he came to Stanford as a wide receiver. Yeah, that's crazy. And had yet to switch the corner. Also on that Cardinal team of note, Toby Gerhardt, Doug Baldwin. So just one of those games that I know I definitely had forgotten about. And you can't get a whole lot bigger of an upset. Kind of where in my opinion, the Jim Harbaugh mystique really started to take place. Yeah. Because after that, they were just on the rise. Yeah, Sorry, USC fans. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, not really fans of hearing that story. Yeah. Didn't well, want to I mean, rehash it, but that's okay. Stanford, Stanford would soon get a QB name. Luck, lucky dude. They, they would. Yep. Man, shout out to Andrew Luck, man. We miss you in Indianapolis, man. Even though I haven't been there in a while, I still miss you. Like um, I was there when you, <laughs> like I was there when you played for the Colts. Miss you, Luck, man. One of my favorite QBs ever. Oh yeah. But anyways, excellent interview. That was a good one, JB. Well. That was a good forgotten upset. I actually yeah, yours, didn't yours remember that game. Too. That's a crazy, crazy uh point spread. Well, you know, and a lot of us probably forgot it too because you got to think that the game probably started at 10 p.m. Eastern. Good point, um, yeah. You know, so we probably were all in yeah. bed. Shoot. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You know what you know what else I miss, but don't forget about is our next segment, Sports Dichotomy. Sports Dichotomy. Go on and explain that one for the folks. Well, you know, it is the best segment in sports podcast history where I we agree. go back and forth here with, with statements, yes or no. The other person's gonna just agree or disagree, and that's all it is. Just back and forth, a little fast action quick draw and uh i'm gonna go ahead and kick this one off today there man. it is let's kick it man let's go the best off-season nfl move for any team is the houston texans hiring D'Amico ryans as their head coach yeah maybe i like D'Amico, but i'm gonna say no i, right. I don't think they're gonna let him be him is saudi arabia about to take over golf <laughs> And international soccer, football. It looks that way. Yeah. Okay. Money talks. Preseason college football top twenty-five rankings make sense. No way. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Miami and Florida State always in the top ten. Get out of uh-huh. here, man. Regardless, regardless. <laughs> Florida Gated, man. My yeah. All right. Did those four NFL players deserve the indefinite suspension for betting? Um, Two Colts players, y'all. My my for Indianapolis betting folks on their here. sport. I mean, I guess you got to. Like, I guess you got to set the example. I mean, it, 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 does that mean that the Colts players probably bet? Remember the Mike, the Minnesota Vikings come back late in the season. Does that mean? Nah, let me stop. <laughs> let me let me stop, man. Let me let me stop. Oh wow. Let me oh, wow. not put I can that hear, out there. I can hear John Harris right now. Let me not put the whole oh Lord. <laughs> Shout out to Jay Harris, man. Uh, Jay Harris in the house. All right, Zach Eady will win National Player of the Year back to back and not get drafted. His, there's a possibility, but I'm gonna say no. Okay. Um, on the back to back, number three pick Scoot Henderson will win Rookie of the Year. Hmm. I'll go out on a limb. Yeah. Dude looks yeah, he looks NBA ready, man. He looks the part. Looks the part. The worst signing so far, or I guess not technically a signing, the worst agreed upon contract in the NBA so far to date is four years and eighty million from the Rockets to Dylan Brooks. What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How how does that happen? I mean, I guess they want a a, a defensive player who four and kinda... eighty? What? Yeah, I don't know. When you, I guess they were that far under the cap, they could afford that. All right, the Reds, seventh in the major league in runs scored, but twenty seventh in team ERA. However, 
the offense's output is really more important than the pitching. Uh, no, no, it's not. Man. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it makes sense for NFL players to be suspended or even banned from the league for betting on basketball if it's done on the team plane or in the NFL facility. Um, no, no, no. Yeah. JB is genuinely attentive to the Gold Cup matches. Uh, that's like a, yeah, I mean, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I've watched. I've you know, watched. I said, you know, I said genuinely attentive, JB. You know, yeah, you know I'll that say, was. Then I'll say no. <laughs> I'll say no. I, yeah, call me out. You're right. <laughs> U.S. The U.S. Men National Team will win the Concacaf Gold Cup. Yeah, probably. We better. Yes, they should. Matt Turner and goal. Yeah, let's get it done. All right, man. The Sixers are exploring options with oh, James Harden. Trade options. JB expects him to end up playing for a contender. No. No. Nobody wants that. No, I don't think so. Considering age and everything, Draymond Green signing four years for 100 mil with the dubs is a better deal than Kyle Kuzma signing four years and 102 or Cam Johnson signing four years and 100 with the Nets? Uh, better better for the player or better for the team? Ooh. Team. Eh, I don't think so. Okay. I love Jerry Mom, but I don't think so. Luisa Reyes of the Florida Marlins will achieve that 400 batting average by the end of the season. No way. No, nah, he's falling off, man. He's like in the 380s now. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, he's gone. Three, 330, something like that. Wow. N.O. knew that the Cincinnati Reds were 6-0 and in Luke Weaver's last six starts. Oh, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> did you know that? It's no, true. Bro. I did not know it's that. It's true. <laughs> hey, oh, hey, you know God. what, man? I'm going to listen. <laughs> I'm gonna stop ragging hey, on him. Wait, stop just ragging be, on well, him. listen, just because the offense puts up eight runs a game when he pitches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, man. Resigning Harrison Barnes is a big move for the Sacramento Kings. Um, I don't know if I'd say it was a big move. I'll say no. Okay. Uh, Kyrie Irving resigned with the Mavs. Three years, 126. And Fred Van Vliet signed three years, 130 with the Rockets. Neither of those are as good of a deal as Chris Middleson re-signing with the Bucks at three yeah, years, 102. Yeah, precisely. Precisely. Kyrie doesn't fit with Luka. I don't know why Fred. I mean, I know the money, but Fred Van Vliet going to Houston. Yeah, okay. Guard heavy. Exactly. All right, man. Francis Tiafo will bounce back at Wimbledon after a, a not-so-good French Open and get his first Grand Slam title. Ooh. Hey, we'll go out on a limb. Let's let's, let's do it. it. USA, Man. make it happen. Got to check on the Wimbledon scores right interested. now. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch. Uh, the Atlanta Braves are the best team in baseball. I mean, right now, I'll say yes. It's a thin line, though. Definitely yeah, a thin line. They don't even have their ace, though, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. All yep. right. The Lakers exercised an option to bring back Jerry Vanderbilt for $4.7 million. This makes them a better team. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, he was cheap. I mean, he was cheap. That's a good deal. Then. Yeah, that's a good deal. Yeah, they made a lot of moves. Inno knew that Ellie De La Cruz is the only player ever to hit 300, have 9-plus steals, and 10-plus extra base hits in his first 20 games. Yeah, I know he had one of those weird stats Crazy. like that. Yeah. Yep. Sticking with the Reds for my second to last one. Matt McClain and Spencer Steer are currently the best two hitters on the Reds. Yeah, that's a fact currently. It certainly yeah. is. Damian Lillard will start next season on the Miami Heat. Is that who they going after? Maybe. Um I could see That's that happening. He yeah. wants to go. I could see it happening. Yeah. Yep. Porzingis takes the Celtics to a true contending level. Eh. 
I don't okay. think so. All right. Who knows what's going to happen with that squad? Uh, last one. Ellie De La Cruz should be in the home run derby. No, nah, I don't want him to. Nah. <laughs> I want him. I want him to. I want him to chill, have that week off, man, and get ready for the second half of the season. I don't uh, kind of nope. don't want. Uh, kind of don't want Diaz to be pitching either. Exactly. No. Nope. There. We need you later that week against the Brewers. That's it, y'all. Sports Dichotomy today, man. That's it. And um, we are. I know we go back and forth. Um, opposing episodes. No nos and JB's just those. This is a JB's justifications uh, episode. JB justifications. Where I'll ask JB a oh, personal right. question. Actually, have one today. A little per- little personal question, and then I'll give JB all the time oh. he needs. Yeah, I know we used to give one minute, but we decided no. Nah, it's sometimes it's it's a little bit more time needed to to discuss certain matters. And uh, boy, do I got today. a lot. Boy, do I have a lot. Um, I got my to, notepad. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So. Personal question, JB. JB, I want you to discuss the toughness of choosing which AAU basketball team to have your son play oh, with and how you navigate it. You know, maybe some advice for parents of up-and-coming hoopers. Well, man, that's a really broad topic, you know, uh-huh. and something that I was just clueless about, really, prior to this past year. Um, you have to consider many different factors and weigh them to make to determine, um, you know, we're, we're, and we're talking about if you have a talented player that, you know, have somebody that you expect or has aspirations to play at the next level, um, you need to consider a few things. You need to consider, obviously, the coach. You know, at the end of the day, what type of coaching they're getting is a big deal. Now, if you don't know the people personally, that makes it difficult. So you've got to be able to ask pointed questions about things that are important to you. Uh, Hopefully you get a chance maybe to observe them a little bit, uh, maybe check out some practices, that sort of thing, so you get a feel. That's very important. And then you have to weigh things like playing time, uh, travel, exposure. All of those things are key components. So is it more important for your kid to be starting and playing all the time? Is it more important for your kid to get to go to tournaments where there are, you know, higher profile teams and potentially more scouts there? What's the most important thing you're looking for? Um, And you have to kind of weigh those. At the end of the day, hopefully you, you know, have the opportunity for all of that, but that's not always the case. Um, Situation we were in, not really knowing people um you can also rely on you know if if the kid goes to um, plays at high school you would hope you can trust the coach there to maybe point you in the right direction uh finance is also another thing to consider you know there are different clubs that cost a lot more and if they travel more it's going to be more expensive too so true true all those things you just kind of have to weigh and um you know, pray about. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> to get discernment because, you know, people people that run those programs, it is a business and you have to weigh whether you have to be able to discern if they are just in it to make money or if they truly are in it to help the kids. Yeah, no doubt. I, th- I think if I could give a bit of advice just to t- add on, I think the the top of the list needs to be the balance of its of quality exposure to development. So the quality exposure, yes. you yeah. know, that's that's what that's you know the 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 level that you put them in, the team they're going to be on, whatever league they play in. Versus, you trust in the coach that the coach is not just letting them go out there and, and practice bad habits. Well, let's just go five mm-hmm. out and just go iso ball the whole yeah. time, or let's just you know let's just yeah. try to press all game and 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 reach. And you're not teaching them the fundamentals of the game like their high school coach may or may not teach them, but to get them with someone in that traveling program who whose basketball acumen you fully trust. So I think those, yep, those would probably be point. the top. And what, that balance and right that's there. That's why I think, I think, and, and I would imagine that it's the case, but having the opportunity to watch them train and in practice, I think that is key. And, yeah, you want them to be on – I mean, I would hope you would want your kid to be on a good team as well. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but, of course. you know, <laughs> so yeah. it may, may not matter. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's like third or fourth on the list for me. That's like third yeah, or fourth it, on the list yeah. for me. Yep. As long as he's getting getting that other stuff, I know 
you know, individually for him, he's him or her, they're going to benefit from that. All right, man. Good segment, you know, but we got the big one now. Okay. Right. I'll just go ahead and read it all off to you and uh, let you justify. Travis Kelsey. Obviously underpaid by NFL standards. Currently, he is ranked 52 among NFL players. He acknowledges how his manager and agent love to tell him how underpaid he is and how much more money he knows he can make if he pressed the gas. But winning is more important to him. Kelsey actually said, JB, when I saw Tyreek go out and get 30 a year in the back of my head, I was like, man, that's two or three times what I'm making right now. The free market looks fun until you go somewhere and you don't win. But I love winning. Mm. I love the situation I'm in. JB, I want you to speak on this from really any perspective that you choose. Do you think more guys should think like this in the NFL? Do winning franchise require guys with this mindset? Are you okay with guys going to losing teams and getting paid? Just go ahead and talk about that all. And you can start all right. now. Man, this is some this is a good topic right here. I know you probably got a lot to say as well, but uh I actually think I'll start I'll start off talking it personally, like if it was me. And uh I know put if I was to put myself, you know, in Kelsey's shoes, I think I would have a similar mindset. Um, I would want to be paid what I'm worth, but I also would want to, I want to win, you know, and at the end of the day, if you're a multimillionaire and Kelsey's still probably somebody that's going to make over a hundred million in his career, good I would point, imagine, good point, good point. um, at some point enough's enough for me, you know, uh, where I'd be like, look, you know, I want to stay on the chiefs. I know we got a chance to win every year. I want to play with my homes. Yeah. I'll take a little bit less. Um, you asked if you think more guys should do that. And I don't think so necessarily because I'm not going to, at the same time, I'm not going to judge somebody else for saying, you know what? I want to get what I can get. <laughs> I mean, you only get to play so long. Average career in the NFL is like what? Three years or yeah. less. You know, if you got an opportunity to go get a bag and then do it. I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. And for teams to feel like that they should be able to, make guys do that i think that's wrong and that's jacked up because you're talking about when you're looking at it from an ownership perspective these guys are multi-billionaires yeah. so for them to tell yes, other players you got to take less to stay here take the no, money you're being that's selfie. wrong yeah and then we trash and then, and then we as fans we want to look at it like that but i'm just saying if it was me personally and i think that you see you know guys like tom brady he took less for forever Right, he could have made way more money, but he wanted to win. And at the end of the day, his brand and everything else, winning actually increased his brand value to where he's probably making way more now after he's going to retire, uh, even than he did while he was playing. So there's different ways to look at it, and I think I would likely go that route. But you can't begrudge somebody for wanting to get paid what they're worth, you know. You covered it all, man. I really don't have to speak too much on it, but uh, you know, you did, you did strike a nerve, trigger me a little bit when you talked about how how these these multi-billionaires sometimes try to make guys feel bad. That's trash. That's terrible, isn't it? Like Mike yeah. Gundy and said, and it, like and Mike fans. Gundy said in his famous rant, that's trash. <laughs> you remember the Mike Gundy's yep. rant? You might have to play a little excerpt of Mike Gundy's rant, but I mean, it's trash right. <laughs> because I mean, you know, it's uh, like you said. You know the the money that you're gonna make and, it, and not just via your contract you know if you're somebody like travis kelsey you're making money in a lot of different avenues you do yeah, commercials of course um there, there's a lot of different uh methods that you're making money in within mm -hmm. the, within the kansas city area Especially throughout now. the league and just your fame in general and all the things that come along with that but you covered it all man you covered every angle nicely said um thank you well you said and you said gundy um i thought for some reason i thought uh jeff van gundy <laughs> one of many that just got let go by espn now you there's know a what prime man example. I did. there's a prime example yeah Jaylen, you know jalen rose too like who thought that was going to happen all these dudes so you just never know and the nfl teams you know we are seeing now there are more guaranteed contracts but for the most part they can cut you 
and then and you, you ain't getting paid. So why wouldn't guys try to get as much as they can and try to get as much guaranteed as they can? Definitely. There's nothing wrong with that. Maximize the revenue. At the end of the day, craft. they have the power. Yeah. yeah. Use whatever leverage you got. But yeah, man, all the there was like twenty something people let go at Keyshawn Johnson, I think, Crazy. too. Max Crazy. Kellerman. Trying to save that money, sure. man. Who's getting a raise yep. though? Who's getting a raise though? All right, man. But before we exactly. before we end out, JB, I, I do have to give you the Mike Gundy story. Why he was on my mind? Okay. Driving to Oklahoma City, and my lady, oh, yeah. my lady, you know, I, we were driving past Stillwater, Oklahoma, and the Mike Gundy rent. One of my favorite coaches, by the way. Like if I played college football, like I have a kind of a short, medium list of guys that I know just based off their character from what I've seen. I'd play for Mike Gundy any day of the week. That being said. Um, I showed her the video. I, I said this dude had a famous <laughs> rent a while back. You know him, and, you know rocking rocking his mullets and stuff like that. This dude had a famous rent, and she loved the video based because of what he stood for as a coach. And that's yep. why that was on the tip of my tongue. That's trash. I love it. Shout out to Mike Gundy, man. That's why I don't read the newspaper because it's garbage, and the editor that let it come out is garbage. Attacking an amateur athlete for doing everything right. And then you want to write articles about guys that don't do things right and downgrade them, the ones that do make plays. Are you kidding me? Mike Gundy. All right. There you have it. It's a way to end off the way to end off the week. Another one in the books. And uh yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. Um went pretty in depth across the board this week, so a little some a little bit of something for everybody. Um we appreciate you guys continuing to tune in and we hope that if you enjoy it that you know you'll share it with somebody else and check us out on social media we're out there hit us up at no.jb.sportspedigree at gmail.com there if it you is got any questions all right y'all have a good week yeah have a good one check it we keep pushing forward when the lights dim the flame still burns when the night ends so it's time to get animated promptly my passions connotated as anger wrongly since i'm as real as it gets i won't take that might spew a couple of words i won't take back i'll be the thug who seems to bring charm check my skin in the u.s i'm seen as that regardless docile and harmless emblematic guinea pigs submit to control all the people in the city did silly kids only listen to that extreme numbers to them to me it's how you attack <laughs> sometimes i think that i'm great and I stumble It's better to be lucky than good Keeps you humble I'm hands on in my approach So when I fumble I turn over to the most high Therefore I'll never crumble Tough Gotta get started to get ahead Conduct stoic They know I'm not acting scared I'm the type they feel they have to replace Demonizing the face In my black voice And masculine traits Like it's a problem Don't fear delusional types Mentally locked in But still in tune with the hype Whole models about deception I catch a trend and go the other way You can call it an interception What's popular Tends to reveal what's going down Standing back with a scope watching from across town the guidance from above is what i view is profound so when i see they really care that's when i'm coming around